I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Oh, it's Friday! And you know, anything goes on Fridays. The Olympics are back. Valentine's Day is around the corner. The Super Bowl is Sunday, and we are nerding out, getting healthier, and keeping a stiff upper lip. Actually, what does that even mean? Hey, we did find a fascinating new show that we have to share. You know, honestly, we have a lot to talk about today. Hurry, please. We have so much time and so little to see. Wait a minute. Strike that. Reverse it. Let's rock it! Oh yeah, welcome. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thanks for joining. Wait, okay. Captain, are you, are you still doing squats from last week, the last time we did the show? Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, my legs are Holy like cow, directly on Alien Isolation. Wow, they're just, dude. They're like, they're like tree trunks by now. Dude, sweet I man. I stopped. So like, uh, <sighs> you can't even fit into your pants anymore. That's impressive, wow. man. You've been just like squatting nonstop for seven days straight. See, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call determination. Right and perseverance. There. Yeah, and perseverance, yes. And uh, a little bit of psychosis. But hey, I, I, I'm glad, man. You're you're gonna be coming to you're gonna be coming out to Colorado, you know, visiting everybody, and you're just gonna be like, you know, doing this little walk and all, and your upper body's I, gonna be kind of thin, but your lower body's just gonna be like this <laughs> massive it's gonna I'm look gonna bizarre. Look- I'm going to look like an Olympic speed skater in yeah. just to honor the Olympics that are going on right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to look exactly like one of those speed skaters. Those, those speed yeah. skaters, man, they scare me. I see their legs and I'm just like, <laughs> run. Dang. Don't want to get crushed by one of them. It's like nutcrackers, you know, when you're like, they're going to catch you. Yeah. They're going to catch you if you run. Yeah. They, they give you a hug and then they wrap their legs around you and then they're just like, well, and yeah, then they, they just smash your body and then you're dead. Instantly. Insta-kill. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Olympics, who's who's actually watching the Olympics? Are you watching the Olympics, Captain? Are you watching them? No. Oh. No, I'm not. I, you don't, I you don't believe in the Olympics? Um, yeah. No, I, I believe I, I, very much, I very much believe in the Olympics. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I think they're a wonderful thing. I, yeah. I wish they I wish they helped more in international relations. But yeah. Um, but uh, I did watch the opening ceremonies. And uh, tell you what, man, the Chinese, whenever they do the Olympics, they go over and above. Oh, yeah. Way over and above. For the opening ceremonies, man. And the closing, yeah. They spend a lot of money. They're impressive. I got to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, man. Yeah, I look at some of these sports and I just go, okay, curling. Nah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say curling. Like I said, speed skating scares me. Uh, Luge, that was interesting, but... You know, after a while, it's like it's the same. Bobsled's kind of cool. I, I mean, I don't know. No, no offense against any of these sports. It's just, you know, to watch them. It's kind of like watching golf. Golf's fun to play, but it's not fun to watch necessarily. But I love figure skating. I like hockey a lot, actually. And I do want to watch some of the hockey. But the luge was interesting. I'm not going to lie. And it would be kind of fun to see some of those ski jumping or snowboard flips or I don't know, yeah. snowball. Or, I get what do they have like snowman building? Isn't that one of the ones? This year, it, it's probably will be one of these. Yeah. Days. Uh, the, the only sport I have an issue with is curling. And I just, it's not that I just, it's not just that I don't understand it. It's, I mean, yeah, they're like, they're like, they're like, uh, 
Oh, they're good. warming the ice up in front of the, the whatever that's called. I mean, what who yeah. invented that sport and when did it become an Olympic sport? Because again, no offense to people who curl. No, but, but how did what? it? Yeah. What's the origin? Were, was it like yeah, some, that'd be a great one. Like Norwegian village that, you know, they get four hours of sunlight during the winter. They're bored. They're drunk. And they just like threw something on the ice and they're like, dude, except to be like, we fend a <laughs> sport. I don't know how to, I don't know their, their accents, you know, dude. <laughs> The, we found this boat. I, I, dude, I, okay, somebody, somebody help me out with this accent here. I, anyway, we found a spirit <laughs> where we throw things down the ice, and we have to warm it on the way. I, I'm terrible at that accent. I, I, like maybe it was a Russian that did it. Oh, speaking of know. Russians, speaking hey, of hey, Russians. Wait. Before you go on, oh, uh, I okay. think next next episode I'm going to find out the origin of curling, just so That's all of you idea. who are curious, including myself and Brian, know where it came from. So yeah, that would be fantastic. But speaking of Russians, because man, uh, there is a 15 year old Russian in the figure skating, women's figure skating who did. Now, this is very cool to me. She did the first quadruple axle that any woman has ever done in the history of figure skating. So it's like she set. Now, the sad part is so she did three of these quad axles. She landed. By the way, there's like a quad axle, quad flip, um, flying camel. Uh, angry turtle. I don't know. Normally yeah. the triple axle is the one that they, they strive for. The quadruple is four actual turns in midair, of course. Like oh, in a row, like they leap, twist, yeah. land, leap, twist, land, leap, twist, land. And they have to land perfectly. And she hit the first two beautifully. Third uh, one, she fell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course she's beating herself up. For the fall, I mean, not the fact that she set history by landing the first quadruple axle ever right, in women's figure right. skating. And also the second one too, she's beating herself up because she fell. Now that's okay. That's, that's a level of like mm, perfectionism Competit- to its, competitiveness. Uh, yeah. it's a little too far for me. I mean, I like it. They're there at the Olympics. They have to be excellent, right? But if you're beating yourself up, you're going to make mistakes, but dude, look at what you just did too. So anyway, I just wanted to like shout out. That's awesome. She made yeah, history. And we She's 15 years old, man. Uh, All right. I did a little uh, Valentine's Day behind me, you know, a little pink to uh, celebrate Valentine's Day. So there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. And uh, I'm wearing my my uh, Colorado State football jersey. This is the the Colorado State pride, hence the Colorado flag. And this is the Under Armour allowed them yeah. to wear the Colorado flag, which was let me rephrase that. The state of Colorado allowed Under Armour to do a jersey for Colorado State, which is really cool. So that's my Super Bowl in honor of Super Bowl and all that, because Super Bowl is Sunday, Valentine's Day is Monday. We've oh, yeah. got the Olympics going on. I mean, it's kind of busy right now. And you want to know what else is that February was the month for chocolate peanut butter milk. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, dude. Uh, mm. What percent uh, fat, uh, fat is that milk, Brian? So like skim peanut butter milk? This is what I would uh, consider to be heavy cream. Whole peanut butter mm. chocolate milk. Mm-hmm. By the way, Brian, I, I'm impressed at how confident in your sexuality you are with the pink background. I appreciate that. Hey, you know, um, I'm all about, you know, happy Valentine's Day to those of you who like to celebrate. This is also breast awareness, breast cancer awareness, I guess. Oh, yes. Breast Breast cancer awareness as well. So then you got the pink for that. So, you know, it's our, you know, I don't like pink on me. I I had a pink shirt once that was given to me. I wore it around and I was like, yeah, pink's not my color, man. Purple, though. Dude, remember? Like a good little purple. Mid to late eighties when pink was popular on guys because of uh, yeah. Miami vice, yeah. Don Johnson. Um, my mother dressed me up in pink and t- 
turquoise when I was oh, in seventh yeah. grade. Some glorious eighties, right? I there. went to seventh grade, seventh grade, wearing a pink collared shirt and turquoise slacks. Yeah, pink. It's it's a little scary now, but uh, yeah. So some, um, some dudes look okay in it. You know, they'll wear like a pink dress shirt and then they'll have a suit and stuff, and it's like, oh, that looks really good, actually. But yeah, not see, on me, man. It's I just see not my senior. Thing. I see old guys in on golf courses wearing outfits like that now. So yep. it's because they're just too old to care anymore. So, yeah. But again, it looks good on some people and it, you know, wear it confidently, man. Have fun. But mm-hmm. yeah. not me, man. I'm I uh, if I wear any kind of pink at all. So they'll do these pink out games for the basketball in on in honor of cancer. Uh, mm. People that are fighting Awareness. cancer. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. yeah. Not in honor of cancer. That cancer sucks, man. <laughs> Um, yes. In honor of people that are fighting cancer, they've been victorious and stuff. And so they call it a pink out game and they encourage fans to wear pink. Well, interesting. I'll wear pink and then I'll wear it under some kind of a white over something because it's just, man, it just doesn't, it doesn't fit. It's a darker pink too, which is good. But like I said, I like purple. You go right back there. Phoenix suns, you know, they're purple and orange. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't hey, know, man. How often is Valentine's day the day after the super bowl? Is that common? No, because actually the super bowl is a week later this year than it normally is. Okay. Well, then in that case, it'll be an interesting Valentine's Day because a lot of guys are going to be hung over on Valentine's Day. Yep. A lot of people are going to be hung over on Valentine's Day. Well, food hangover, food coma, man. You're going to be like eating all that that junk food and snacks and beer. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl, do you do anything for the Super Bowl typically? Yeah, I used to uh, for a, a, two years in a row. I went out to Tucson with some friends to to have a to go to a Super Bowl party with some other friends. Uh, then we stopped doing that uh, after a couple of years, and I haven't since then. I haven't done anything for Super Bowl. I, you know, to be honest, I I haven't watched the Super Bowl for the last couple of years, three years, four years. Yeah, I usually don't. You know, you know, I, why? you know why? Because I don't have a dog in this fight. I just don't. I know. Well, and so here's the thing: I'm not I've, as people know, I'm not a huge football fan in general. But the only team that I really originally cared about more when I was a kid, you know, a little bit, a little bit older than that were the 49ers and the 49ers almost yeah. made it and the Rams beat them out of it. And so I'm like, <laughs> eh, whatever. So it's Rams Bengals. Great. Uh, I guess the first time the Bengals been in the super bowl since not, 88 or something like that or 98 or, I mean, I really don't know. I, I don't, I don't follow yeah. the Bengals. I don't have any clue, but yeah, whatever. It's Rams and Bengals. I, I don't care either. If the 49ers were in it, I would have rooted for definitely. I would have been like a little more excited, but you know, it's still fun. Usually you get to see the best of the best compete. Sometimes it's a blowout and it's incredibly boring. I'm just always like illegal shift. I don't know. And then of course there's, <laughs> There's food, man. There's all kinds of fun snacks yeah. at the Super Bowl. And then sometimes the commercials are awesome. And most of the time they're just not anymore. But it's still a fun excuse to just eat crap. I mentioned last week, you know, we're the league of the anti-inflammatory gentlemen. We are proudly that now. And that's right. Uh, that's right. I, I mentioned some anti-inflammatory drinks last week for your mother. And I tried two of them, by the way, Captain. The, the Jamu juice, which is J-A-M-U, by the way. A lot of people have been like, Jamba juice? Yeah. No, 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 no. Not Jamba. That's like all sugar. Jamu, which is an Indonesian drink, which is J-A-M-U again. Incredible, dude. That was the one where it's like just turmeric root, a lot of it. Ginger root, mm. a lot of it. Squeezed fresh lemon, coconut water, black pepper, and just a little bit of honey to sweeten it up. That's all it is, man. It is intense. Mm. It's good, but it's, oh, I really loved it. It was just a, a wonderful flavor. And then the other one was the turmeric pineapple smoothie, which sounded really good to me. We're like, oh, let's wait until it warms up. And then I'm like, nah, forget this. Let's do it right now. It's pineapple. It's turmeric. It's ginger. It's all that good stuff. You know, I would add a little more turmeric and ginger personally. 
Uh, it was mostly pineapple, which is still really, really good. But I think a little more yeah. gin, a little more turmeric would give a little more health benefit. But it was, it was so good, dude, man. So, yeah, I, I'm happy with these drinks we've tried so far. So there you go, man. Good. Well, remember last last week I I pondered starting a turmeric supplement, right? Yeah, yeah. So I looked in. I actually looked into it like after we recorded the show, and I found that you can get curcumin supplements, which are curcumin is the chemical in turmeric that mm-hmm. is what makes turmeric effective against uh, you know against infl- inflammation and and uh, good joints and stuff like that. Uh, towards good joints. And so I, I got some, I've been taking it every day uh, and nice. uh, nothing yet, but I'm going to keep taking it. It's too soon. It's only oh, yeah. been less than a week. Yeah. So, so I'm on that now. Cool, man. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cause uh, so this is the thing I think people, you know, like I, I've talked to a lot of Western medicine doctors, you know, cardiologists, primary care, whatever. And they're like, yeah, we don't believe in supplements. Okay. Really? A lot of them don't. I mean, there are some that absolutely fully believe in them too, but you know, they're, they're quick to, pop pills for you you know here you go here's some here's some prescriptions to pharmaceuticals and i'm like well i'd rather take a a supplement than a pharmaceutical personally but whatever pharmaceuticals are designed to work almost instantly supplements yes you know they're not they're they're as you know you you haven't seen you're not going to see any results for a while it's the same kind of thing it's like because it's part it's like even i eat if i if i start introducing turmeric into my diet i'm not going to magically be like woo i feel great you know it's going to be one of those things where the body's getting things that it needs to or what what do they say like tools it, it's yeah, getting it's tools, tools it can use yeah yeah so it's that it can heal itself ingredients yeah yeah exactly it's and getting i think tools in its toolbox basically. i think that's yeah. the thing that's the the thing that a lot of people forget at this is that when you take a turmeric or a curcumin supplement for example or you eat turmeric and you start introducing that it's going to take a long time for your body to start going, oh, this is good and I like this. And oh, oh, now it's allowing me the nutrients and the, the help to do what I'm supposed to be doing rather right. than being damaged all the time. The other issue, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too, is that we'll go out, we'll take curcumin supplements, we'll eat turmeric, and then I'll just eat crap. You know, I'm eating fast food and sugar and stuff. And it's not going to work because you're, <laughs> you're, you're kind of counteracting it, right? So that's the other problem. Right. And then the other thing, and I love this too, is that think about if you're on a weight routine, and you just say you're going to go out and you're going to you're going to go on a diet or whatever. Or forget the diet, you know, because diets don't usually they don't last. You're going to choose a healthy lifestyle that you can actually live with for right. long term. You're going to do an exercise routine. Your goal: let's drop some pounds, let's lose some fat, let's let's get healthy. You know, let's eat the freaking cookie too once in a while, but let's get on a good lifestyle change. Everyone knows that that's going to take a long time to see noticeable results because you're not doing a crash diet. You're not taking right. steroids. Um, you know, you're not doing stuff like that. You're doing it in a more natural way. That's just a little bit here, a little bit there. It's 1% improvements and stuff like that. And that's where I think you start seeing. Here's an interesting thing, Captain. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been going to Pilates for many, many years now and just went back after, you know, the whole COVID thing as of last April or May. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of results, but usually after Pilates, I'm like, man, I'm exhausted for a good two days. You know, it's a good two full day recovery. It's not unheard of to have those kind of recovery days. Friday, though, I, this last Friday, I went in and I was just like, I feel great. I feel wonderful. Everything felt significantly easier. And, nice. you know, I was like, oh, OK, let's keep adding weight. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And I was adding more weight. And I thought, wait a minute. Why all of the sudden? Have I, you know, I was kind of doing this, you know, a little, little bit, a little bit. And then it was just like on Friday, it was way up here, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm what's going on. I mean, okay, maybe attribute that to the fact that I've been adding more 
healthier things into my diet than I have been recently. More of the turmeric, more of the ginger, you know, green juices and just being a little more intentional about consuming healthier foods. Right. Um, now, granted, you know, I started doing that a while back, but I mean, it took what a, a couple to a few weeks and all of a sudden I'm like, my recovery is significantly faster and I'm advancing faster. So, I mean, good. I don't know. I, I wonder if there's a correlation. I, I just don't know. Hard to say, it's but cool, I mean, it's, it's certainly a good thing. Yeah, it I mean, is right. Go with it. As I often do, I was uh, perusing uh, the Good News Network uh, as usual. And I found an article, the daily intake of olive oil associated with lower risk of mortality from cardiovascular disease, cancer, and neurodegenerative and respiratory diseases. We're all kind of a little overused to hearing about new studies that say this or that, you know, and then a few years later, there's another study that negates that previous study. Of course, the reason I'm mentioning this study is because researchers analyzed 60,582 women and 31,801 men. Wow. Uh, over the course of 28 years, this was a 28 year long study starting in 1990. Wow. So, so it ended quite, it ended a, a few years ago, but, and so it was a big study, had a lot of data points, uh, a long time uh, for them to correlate data or uh, collate data. Apparently if uh, a daily intake of a, at least 1.5 tea, uh, maybe approximately 1.5 teaspoons of olive oil is, I think it associates it with like a three to 16% um, lower risk of, of all sorts of different things. So th- their, their whole overwhelming point was uh, whenever you cook with like canola oil or butter or anything like that, substitute olive oil in and you're going to be doing yourself a big favor. That's I thought cool. that was really interesting. And, and it yeah. just kind of, it kind of affirms a habit that I'm already in for mm-hmm. the most part of using olive oil a lot. I go through olive oil like you wouldn't believe. So, I mean, so hopefully that'll count, counteract the, the not as healthy things that I do regularly. So. Uh, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, they've been talking about healthy fats now for quite a while, but usually it was the, oh, it's those people talking about it. It's not, you know. So it's nice to right. see that the study is actually proving this and they're starting to make it more mainstream because healthy fats are are a real thing. And some people say, oh, you should just have no fat or low fat. And it's kind of like, oh, they're starting to find that no, healthy fats are okay with, you know, moderation, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, getting rid of the canola oil and the vegetable oil. I mean, we got rid of that years ago and that stuff's that'll kill you. I mean, that that's bad. Um, and they yeah, said, you know, used... use the olive oil, grapeseed oil is another one. Avocado oil uh, is fine. They're all healthy oils. And yeah. and the only kind of butter that we cook with is the Kerrygold, which is amazing, but it's grass fed. And it's, what's interesting about this is if you go out and you buy like wherever your, your grocery store, Safeway, King Supers, whatever the heck you guys have Kroger, you know, mm-hmm. and you open up like the, the sticks of butter that are whatever Kroger version, it's white. Mm-hmm. And then you open up a Kerrygold butter and it's a deep yellow. And you go, what's the difference here? It's the diet, dude. It's the diet of the cows and stuff. So, I mean, there's a interesting, there's yeah. something to be said about that. And so they've done ghee is another one that's supposed to be really good for you. So, but again, it's all moderation. I have a tendency to eat too much butter. I love butter and cheese. Me too. Cheese is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cheese is my favorite thing in the world. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Have a slice a day. Almost, it's like so. there's Sarah and then there's cheese. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. We joke about that though frequently. She's like, do you love we me did, more than cheese? <laughs> anyway, of course. Anyway, so yes. Uh, yeah, there you go. Some olive oil. Check that. If you don't, um, olive oil is amazing too. Flavor. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's good in your ice cream. No, it's oh, not. Better than poop. Better than better poop. Better than poop. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, origin, dude. I think it's an origin time. It's time for an origin. I think Guess it is. What? Uh, yeah. I think you mentioned this in the opener, but uh, today's origin is 
keep a stiff upper lip. Oh, I love that term. Ever heard anybody tell you that? No, just keep a stiff upper lip and oh, yeah. get out there and perform. Okay, first of all, I got this from Grammarist.com and Wikipedia. So the idiom to keep a stiff upper, stiff upper lip means to be stoic, to display fortitude and restraint, to hold one's emotions in check, especially when doing something that is emotionally difficult, unpleasant, or that involves some type of adversity. Yeah. The, the phrase refers to holding one's face in an emo- unemotional deadpan fashion so as not to betray emotions such as fear, distaste, revulsion, sorrow, etc. The expression was popularized by the novel Stiff Upper Lip Jeeves by P.G. Wodehouse in 1963. I've never personally heard of this novel at all. That novel in the early 60s is what really made it a more mainstream idiom. Okay. However, uh, interestingly, the, the idiom originated in the early 1800s as an American way to describe staying resolute without giving way to emotion. Uh, and in time, Americans came to use the term to describe Englishmen. And here's why. The idea of the stiff upper lip is traced back to ancient Greece, to the Spartans, uh, specifically, whose cult of discipline and self-sacrifice was a source of inspiration to the English public school system hmm. and to the Stoics. I don't know if you've heard of Stoics before. Oh, yeah. Stoic ideas were adopted by the Romans, particularly the emperor Marcus Aurelius, who wrote, quote, if you are distressed by any external thing, it is not this thing which disturbs you, but your own judgment about it. Hmm. And it is in your power to wipe out that judgment now, quote, unquote. So kind of like a mind over matter thing, right? The concept of this reached England in the 1590s, so 16th century, and featured in the plays of William Shakespeare. His tragic hero, Hamlet, says, quote, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so, unquote. Mm. The phrase became symbolic of the British people and particularly of those who were students of the English public school system during the Victorian era, the 19th century. Now, such schools were heavily influenced by Stoicism and aimed to instill a code of discipline and devotion to duty in their pupils through, quote unquote, character building, uh, competitive sports, corporal punishments and cold showers. God, I'll miss the screams. (laughs) I, oh, I'm sorry. I have I have this historic <laughs> I have this historic respect for that system. I yeah. don't want to do it personally. Uh, I don't think it would work at all in today's society, obviously. But I have a strong appreciation for the discipline instilled in in young English people back in the 19th century as a result of that system. Now, granted, there were definitely flaws in that system. I know that there were abuses, systematic abuses, et cetera. But just the concept of the discipline that it instills in young minds, I really, really got to get behind that. And that's, and and that sort of thing is kind of lacking these days. uh, And it has been for decades, really. So it's true. Um, We've got, we've got friends who put their kids through all kinds of stuff. And the Mm -hmm. latest thing, not, it wasn't the latest thing, but kind of like piqued my attention was that they're doing it's two boys they're doing cotillion you don't hear about that anymore i forget what it is i used to know well i mean it's so it's learning proper manners and it's learning how to dance it's learning at a table etiquette you know there's all kinds of stuff right well an actual cotillion itself was kind of a was it a party i mean honestly i'm not even because i've never been to one so i don't know everything that it entailed but i just remember in I guess it was Titanic. I think it was the first time I was really exposed to 
the cotillion because, you know, the old Rose uh, is talking about how, you know, endless parties and cotillions. And I was kind of like, oh, cotillions, uh, okay. okay. So, so is a cotillion kind of like a debutante ball, except not just debutantes. Maybe that yeah, it's, it's very high class is what it is. But okay. You know, I think what, what these boys are learning, by the way, and I think that's what's cool, is that it's not about necessarily going to high-class balls, but it's about learning etiquette, learning how to dance if you're at a wedding, you know, learning proper respect and things like that. You know, they're in Young Marines, too, which is amazing. So you look mm-hmm. at this and you go, man, these, these, these kids are learning a lot of discipline and they're learning a lot of, of, well, manners and respect and other things like that. And it's just like, you're right, that's very unheard of these days. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times a younger person will let the door slam in your face. <laughs> they don't know that's any a, better. And then there's a like, point with you. <laughs> no, but I mean, there, then there's sometimes where they're, you know, they're really like, Oh, I'm going to hold the door. And I'm like, wow, that's very nice. You know, or you'll see yeah. the, the guy that will open the car door for his, his girlfriend or, you know, significant other. And you're like, dude, that's, that's like so rare these days, you know, but yeah. anyway, it's cool. So I, I appreciate those who know the ideas of respect and discipline, but moving beyond that, Mm-hmm. I like where this came, you know, the, this whole phrase, by the way, was just one of those. I always thought was hilarious. I think the first time I heard it was in monkey Island or something like that. One of the games. Oh well, yeah. And it was like, keep a stiff upper lip. And I was just like <laughs> a stiff upper lip. Like it just always made me laugh. And I never understood really what it meant at the time. Right. But I like the idea of that, you know, uh, character building discipline, the perseverance um, to me, like that's a completely different thing than the whole manners thing. But that's such an important thing that we just don't have watching the Olympics. These people are committed to achieving excellence and trying to be the yeah. best that they can. That's right. an amazing thing, you know? And so I, I, I find I'm inspired by that. You know, sure. I don't want to be an Olympian. I'm a multi-passionate, so I'm not going to commit to one thing like they do. That would actually be like a death sentence to me, but <laughs> I'm committed to excellence in everything that I do. And I will go out there, you know, like one of the things I was talking about is, you know, I, I don't like video editing and I've been doing Premiere Pro. Well, I, I've okay. DaVinci mm-hmm. Resolve. Oh, maybe I'm going to go to that because I'm watching some videos on, on how cool it is. And the decision I made is that, okay, I'm going to learn this in a week and I'm going to learn enough to make it happen. And then I'm going to master it because I can, I can do it. Yeah, sure. And having that, that perseverance, that discipline, that determination and that decision, that's something we all got to have. So that stiff yeah. upper lip is so That'd important, nice. you know, to overcome things and everything else. But yeah, no, I appreciate the the history on this one because I wasn't sure. It's kind of like, where, where did this come from? Yeah, me too. As usual. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I wanted to bring up and, <laughs> you know, we talk about unleashing the superhero on the show and I didn't, I didn't do a very good job the other day. I was, we were one of the <laughs> basketball games and, you know, talking about disrespect and stuff. And there were these two guys. Well, there was this one guy who was standing up, you know, and it's halftime, but then they, they did this cool halftime show. And everyone around us is trying to watch it. You know, some of the, our, our, we call them our seatmates. You know, we didn't know them before the games and stuff, but you know, they're trying to watch and he's standing up. And then one of his friends comes up in, in the aisle and stands also in front of all of us, starts talking to him, you know, normally during halftime, no big deal. Right. But I was like, right. you know, Hey guys, we're, we're actually trying to watch the show. Do you mind? Um, you know, like just moving out of the way for a few minutes and they look at me and then they, they resume talking. And I was like, <laughs> seriously, and then I did it again and I was like, Hey guys, seriously, like none of us can see. And they're just like, they looked at me and they resumed talking and finally I'm like, dude, guys, seriously, can you move? And the guy's like, you'll be all right. <laughs> and I was just like, <sighs> you're ready to go. 
Start doing squats. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, do squats. I don't like down. I don't like being disrespected. I, I it's a pet peeve for me because I have been bullied and disrespected way, way, way too many times in my life. And I know I'm not the only one here. Like we're of course we've all been through this. It really drives me crazy. And it also drives me crazy because it wasn't just me they were disrespecting. It was all of us around us that couldn't see. Right. Finally they they moved and sat, but we missed, you know, two thirds of the show, which kind of sucked. But I was just so mad again. And I'm just like, <laughs> why, why am I getting so angry over this? You know, well, mm-hmm. I think part of it is, is that I've never experienced this kind of attitude before in the past. If you go, you know, Hey, like down in front or, you know, Hey guys, we're, we're watching. They're like, Oh, sorry. No problem. We'll move. You know, of course. Yeah. That is like most 90 people react that way, by the way. Not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore, dude. I'm sorry, man. Like I, I it's just, I can't tell you how many interactions I've had over the last couple of years that have been like this. Interesting. And it's surprising me. And also okay. I'm getting really burnt out on just how disrespectful and full unselfish a lot of people are being right now. You're hearing it on yeah. social media. You're seeing it, that kind of thing. However, 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 regardless of what's going on and yes, the recent events of the last couple of years, those things have brought out the worst in, in some people too, unfortunately, right. but we're here. And so I was thinking about this whole keep a stiff upper lip. And then I was like, dude, you got to do an origin on this one because I was thinking like, we got to keep a stiff upper lip and we've got to persevere through this and we've got to unleash our superhero regardless of whether we want to or not. So I'm asking these questions on how do we handle these potentially negative interactions? How do we move forward? Interestingly enough, that started me on a little bit of a journey to say, I need to disconnect from negative people. I need to disconnect from negative conversations even. You know, even if it's like, I love these people, of course, but I just don't want to hear what they have to say because every time they open their mouth, it's about something negative going on in the world, you know? Right. So I'm like, "Eh, I need to step back a little bit. I, I don't watch the news. I don't read the news, but you know, Facebook loves to shove it in your face. People, again, they love to tell you what's going on in the world. I've disconnected even further away from that. So on one hand, it's like, I don't have a clue what's going on. I mean, Captain, you were like, hey, you know about the, the relations with Russia and Ukraine? And I'm like, uh, oh, I don't have a clue what's going right. on. Or, you know, Ben Tastic's <laughs> like, you probably heard about the Detrucker po- protests in Canada. Yeah. No, I don't know what's going on. I okay. Have. So on one hand, I'm like, does it impact me directly? Maybe. Maybe it will. I don't know. But I got to tell you that, dude, ignorance has been bliss for me right now because the more disconnected I've been, the happier I've been the less stressed and anxious I've been because believe me, that was a problem for a while. My energy Mm -hmm. is back. I have a lot more like fun kind of craziness. I'm like, Oh my gosh, life is actually really good right now. It's really fun. And it's all because I've been disconnecting more and more from this kind of stuff. And I've said this before so many times is you truly, truly, truly get more of what you actually focus on. And I was doing this as like, okay, I'm listening to what these people have to say and I'm going to engage in these conversations. And so I'm focusing on it. And so I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm like the more that I say that people are disrespectful and selfish, like I did here in the beginning of this conversation, the more that I'm going to see it, the more that I'm going to attract those people because I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. It's just like when you, when you get a new car, you start seeing the set, that same car on the road more often or something like that or the same color. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so true. So yeah, the more that I, I start focusing on the selfless people, the respectful people, those who actually unleashed their superhero, well, of course, the more that I'm going to see it, then the more I'm going to attract those people into my life. Here's another thing, Captain. I truly, truly believe that without a doubt, love wins every single time, no matter what. Even with, if you were to consider political 
you know, issues and going on and war and those kind of things, love would still win. But the problem is, is that love has nothing to do with those conversations at all. You know, like if yeah, I were love to, doesn't enter into those conversations, if, yeah. if it did, I mean, well, they wouldn't be in that position anyway. So exactly. If you can really try to understand them, it's like, it goes back to what Garrett Wong said, you know, in that, that interview way back in the beginning of the show, you know, he's talking yeah. about, he's ready to go give that flight attendant a piece of his mind. And he goes up and asks her, well, are you okay? And then yeah, turns out, oh on? yeah, yeah. One of her family members is dying. Oh my gosh. You know? So right. it's like, if we can enter into their mind and we can ask them questions and we can show respect and love and all that these things just diffuse, man. I think most of the time they diffuse. Like why are people so angry about what's going on in the world right now? Why are people so polarized in their beliefs and opinions? What's the root issue really? Because they're not angry about whether or not you wear masks. That's, that's really, that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. What they're really angry about is something deeper. And that's the question I think we should be asking is, where is this yeah. all coming from? And what are you really afraid of? And what are you worried about? Cause then you can probably have a really fascinating and intelligent discussion with these people because maybe they've Possibly. got good points. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, and I maybe mean, people honestly, are just going psycho these days, in which case there's no hope. I don't know, but I, I've got to believe there's hope in that level. win. people, people want things to be simple, uh, the, the human mind just instinctively wants things to be simplified, which is why people like to yeah. put things in black and white, uh, you know, us versus them, type mentality rather than think rather than putting themselves in the opposition, if you will, their shoes mm-hmm. and trying to relate to them and, 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 you know, find common ground. That's more complicated. It's easier to just, to just be upset at whatever is ailing you and, and, and vilify it and, and, you know, congregate on your end, you know, with your tribe, if you will. Yep. And circle the wagons, uh, metaphorically speaking. So I, I think that's I think that's a big part of it. Is just that life is very complicated now. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, much more so these days than it ever used to be for humans. Uh, certainly in our culture. Mm-hmm. So and that and that and that's starting to have a toll on our collective psyche. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. it's, it's starting to it's starting to aggravate people who want to have to want things to be simpler than they really are. I don't know. That's just my 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 take on it. No, you're you're absolutely right. I, I actually believe that and. You know, when you say that it's taken a collective, uh, a collective toll in our psyche, it's true because just even how short of a fuse I had against this guy yeah. was just like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, I'm tired of it too. You know, I'm just, I'm tired of everybody being at odds with each other. I'm tired of the disrespect right. and the selfishness. And that's really what it comes down to. It, it, all of our problems right now are rooted in disrespect and selfishness, at least how we're handling them, you know? There are some things and that are insecurity. out of our control. Yeah, yeah that's and, true. And insecurity. insecurity. Yeah. So I think so. that, you know, if we can, again, I, I, I believe love wins. I think if we can take a step back, that's good. You got to ask this question too. Do you like being at odds with someone? Do you like mm-hmm. getting into a fight with someone? Do you like being angry and depressed and uh, sad all the time? Really? I mean, right. that's a really good question to ask right. yourself because it is whether it or is. not we, oh, well, of course not, Brian. Well, then why are you doing it? Why, why are we right. in this? Why am I angry? <laughs> you know, I don't like it. So why do I allow yeah. it to control me? That's, I mean, that's the question. I, I don't know. Yeah. So keep that's a, a stiff really, upper lip. really good. Yeah. That's a really good question. Inure yourself to those, 
negative stimuli that we all experience in life, uh, especially amongst other people, strangers, especially, and also with, you know, family and whatnot, yeah. just to nurture yourself to that and, and stop and think before you react. I mean, that's, it's easy advice to give what, what and, and it's, you know, I understand that in the heat of the moment, it's not it's very as easy to, to enact, but yeah, but, but it's possible. Right. It is possible. Yeah. Hey, one, 1% improvement at a time too. We're always going to mess up. That's the thing. Like it's like the girl, mm-hmm. that 15 year old Russian who fell, she fell, you know, <laughs> that's all she's focusing on is her mistake. And I'm like, but look at what you won. Look at the victory here. Look at the, the thing that you, the history that you set. Okay. Fix your mistake. Don't do it again or improve from it, but don't let that define you or don't right. let that define your moment, you know? Right. So, yeah. and I just, okay. I just wanted to bring this up because I, I, okay. Hey, I had to get real that I'm not responding well to disrespectful people right now. Far worse than I used to, you know? Yeah, and yeah. we all know why we're all tired. We're all weary from all this, but I, it doesn't matter. Still got to persevere. Still got to choose the right choice. And, you know, there's no reason to get into a fight. And, and honestly, like you're, you're joking, like, okay, did you get in a fight? I want, I've never been in a fight in my life. Never. Me neither. <laughs> and I never intend to because I don't believe that it's, it's, it's not worth it. So I feel like, yeah, you know, I, I we got to defuse escalate. it first. Yeah. I've never yeah. escalated. I usually, uh, I don't, I've never actually be honest. I've never had to run away from a fight either. So that's good. I've just never put myself in a position where a fight erupted. You know what I mean? I've, I've been lucky. And, you know, when I was in college and, you know, going to the bar all the time with my friends, I never saw a bar fight, mm. even in Nebraska folks. Yeah. So, uh, never seen one. Yeah. Just on TV. I, I, I believe in standing up for yourself, but Sure. You just got to be careful. There's a line between standing up for yourself and then escalating it. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a fine line. That's a hard one. So dude, yeah. Orville, remember we were talking about the Orville last week and we're like, Hey, I season do, three yeah. is coming out March 10th. And no, they pushed it back to June <laughs> 2nd. They literally Why? just pushed it. I don't know. But all of a sudden it was they like, can't ugh. blame COVID anymore. That's just, that's, that's an old played out excuse. It doesn't work. Uh, I mean, well, okay. Maybe it does. Uh, there, there are, there are a lot of people getting sick with COVID. I don't think Lately. that's the issue. What here's what I want to know is when does so there are a couple of Star Treks that are coming out. We mentioned that Star Trek Strange New Worlds is May 5th. Right. That may play into it. No, because it's March 10th. So if they were to run their whole season, they probably would be done right before Strange New Worlds. So what yeah. about Star Trek Picard? When does that come out? That looks like Ah, okay, there you go. This is really? probably no why Thursday, March 3rd for Star Trek Picard. That shouldn't matter. It's a totally oh, different it franchise. Does, though. It doesn't because the thing is, is if people are busy, then they're going to pick one of the two. So uh, I think that's a good decision because Star Trek Picard Orville, you're picking the same fans. It's the same okay. exact target audience. And so if I were them that I would have made the same decision. So that's good. Now, okay. maybe okay. that's not the only reason but that to me seems like a really good reason because you just, you do not want to be running something like that at the same time. This way they're in yeah. June. Now, June 2nd though, strange new worlds is still running. I don't know. We'll see. There you go. June 2nd. All right. Raising Dion. I wanted to talk about this. I mentioned this last week and I mentioned it last year that I watched season one and I like the first part of season one was just kind of a slow start. And I was like, I don't really know who the audience is, but it's fun. And then like the second half of season one was just like, Wow. This is incredible. Well, finally, this was 2019 that it came out, by the way. Season two just came out a couple of weeks ago. I watched the first two episodes, man. Just an awesome start. Really great. Better than the first season start for sure. So if you're a huge superhero fan, and by the way, this is based on a comic book. 
It is a lot of fun, by the way. It's clean. It is actually kind of a family show, which is nice. Okay. Um, but it's intense and it really gets going. And, and I, so it's highly, highly recommended if you're into that kind of stuff. And it is kind of nice to see a really well done superhero movie based on a comic book that doesn't have to be, you know, a rated R kind of thing. Like it's, it's actually right. still very good and they're doing a great job and, and, you know, kids can enjoy it if they want. So that's nice. Cool. There you go, dude. Now we found a show. This is kind of fun. Uh, I, I was doing something and then of course, you know, Netflix pops up and says, Hey, check this out. Well, I'm a huge fan of Will Arnett. Especially from, <laughs> especially from oh. Arrested Development, you know, when yes. he played Job Gob. Job jo- Gob. Oh yeah. my gosh. Like, he's just so funny in that. And so I'm like, well, if it's Will Arnett, I'm going to check it out. And it's this show called Murderville. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know what this is. And then it's something like, you know, he, they're, uh, they're having unassuming celebrities who have, they're clueless. That's what it is. Clueless celebrities who have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, wait, what? So I read into this a little bit more. And what it is, is that it's a take on, it's a crime drama feel mixed with improv comedy. And so you're kind of like, wait, how does that work? Because usually improv is improv or it's crime drama. It's one of the two. You don't get both. So what they did is that they've got this crime drama going on and the actors, you know, they've got a script. They know where they're going. You know, it's got the soundtrack. Yeah, for the most part, it's got a really cool, you know, there's, there's a point to the story and there's a point to the episode. And then they bring in a celebrity who has no script. All they're told is <laughs> here's the role you're going to play. And you need to basically just improv off of whatever will Arnett's character exactly. does and everyone else. Yeah. And so the first episode was um, Conan O'Brien. Yes. And the second episode is Marshawn Lynch, who a uh, former football player. <laughs> and then, you know, there's some other ones, Ken Jeong's in there and stuff. And so I watched this first episode and I'm going, this is bizarre. And then I'm going, but then I I was kind of intrigued and I kept watching. And then there were a couple of really, really funny laugh out loud moments, especially, you know, in the in- interrogation room. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's someone I'm like, oh my gosh, that I was laughing so hard. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like Conan didn't know anything. He's literally thrown into this and he's trying to figure him. It was good. They, they did a really good I mean, job with it. And it's, it's, it's such an interesting take and it's new. I like it's completely creative and new. Very new. And, and the, and the guest stars don't, it's not like they're like, what do I do? They, they, they just roll with it. And they, and yeah. even Marshawn Lynch, he's a football player. He was a football player. He did really good. I was I shocked. Mean, he, he was, he was amazing at his, yeah. uh, at, at the, at the detective trainee, uh, role. So, I mean, the, I don't usually like this genre, copper crime dramas. I don't ever watch this sort of thing, uh, but the concept maybe made it tolerable for me. Uh, and also the length of the episodes, they're not very long, like 30 minutes yeah. or so. Uh, and I thought the guest stars all did a great job of improvising their lines and Will Arnett does a great job of supporting them. He's awesome. Uh, I mean, he, he, he improvised with them. Uh, you know, like he had the, the, the main actors have a script. Will and, and his supporting actors, they have a script, but that's, it's a, it's a loose script that can, that they have to adjust to what their guest stars say. So while, did, while keeping the train on the tracks. Yeah. And I mean? did you notice that Will was actually trying to throw off the guests at a couple of yeah. times? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're kind of like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, he would just go nuts and, yeah. you know, and, and, and they would and struggle sometimes to keep it together, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the plots, the plots are very gener- generally very simple. Yeah. Kind of campy, but oh, yeah. the selling points, the improv, which is new, I think. I mean, I don't, I don't remember ever seeing anything quite like this before. So yeah, the, this yeah, type it, of a hybrid, I, I'm calling it a hybrid because, you know, you've seen improv yeah. and you've, you've seen like whose line is it anyway and stuff like that. So this, right. it's been done, but 
to see it done like you know you got Saturday Night Live. This is so different right. though. It's worth checking out. I think the first episode was pretty PG thirteen rated. The second one was a little more R because of the language and stuff. But a lot of language, yeah, yeah. That's Marshawn Lynch for you. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, it was it, it it was fun to watch. Just this is the first two, and I think there's six episodes, and I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with it. But I just I appreciate doing. We've been talking about this. When are people going to do something new? And man, that's refreshing. Yeah, and there they did. Yeah. I've got a lot more to share. I've, I've got another movie I want to talk about. Um, we've got some video game stuff. We've got some new music, but we're going to save it for next week because show's going long already. So in the meantime, I just want to say thank you for joining us. This has been fun. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Super Bowl Day. Happy Singles Awareness Week. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What else? What, what else do we got? What else? Do we, happy, happy Olympics. Happy squats. Happy squats. Oh, it's happy frozen yogurt day this last week. Uh, man, I, I don't know. Just pick a day and have fun, but thank you for joining us. And of course, uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you've not already also subscribe to the podcast. If you have not already, we've got show notes in the description below on the YouTube channel. We've got show notes for the podcast. We've got all kinds of stuff. We just love to hear from you. Keep the conversation going because we love having conversations with you, but thank you so much for joining us. And, and, you know, I talked about love will win keeping a stiff upper lip, respecting others, unleashing your superhero, all those things. None of those things matter in comparison to deep thoughts with Captain Influence. Somebody told me to keep a stiff upper lip when I was a kid, and I haven't been the same since. Who knew that much super glue would never wash off? It was a lot of super glue. Yes, well, you do know what the music means. So, does it get in your beard? It's underneath my mustache. It's okay. Yeah. So you grew over that, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I put super glue in another spot it that just... I don't recommend. So I don't know. Well, hey, don't do super glue. Have a glorious week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Real Brian show is signing off. The Real Brian show is a production of 514 media at 514mediaempire.com.